Hi, my name is Pamela Coons, Associate Professor of Medicine in the Division of Oncology at Yale School of Medicine and Yale Cancer Center. I'm excited to announce ASCO's new open access journal, JCO Oncology Advances. As the inaugural editor-in-chief, I hope to support JCO Oncology Advances to become the premier platform to bridge the gap between accessible scientific research and clinical care. Stay tuned for more information, including new article types, at ascopubs.org forward slash JCO Oncology Advances. We look forward to seeing your submissions in spring of 2024. This JCO podcast provides observations and commentary on the JCO article, Adjunct Screening with Tomosynthesis or Ultrasound in Mammography Negative Dense Breasts, Astound, Interim Report of a Prospective Comparative Trial by Alberto Tagliafico et al. My name is Dr. Wendy Berg, and I am Professor of Radiology at McGee Women's Hospital of UPMC, University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I specialize in breast imaging. Currently, 24 American states have laws requiring that women receive some level of notification about breast density together with their mammography results. Dense breast tissue can hide cancer on mammography, especially when the cancer lacks calcifications, resulting in delayed diagnosis and worse outcomes. Dense breast tissue is also an independent risk factor for developing breast cancer of two to four-fold in the densest breasts compared to fatty breasts. In dense breasts, heterogeneously dense or extremely dense on the mammogram report, a negative mammogram does not exclude the presence of cancer. Advocates have pushed for legislation requiring notification of breast density together with mammography results so that women with dense breasts can request supplemental screening beyond mammography. MRI is recommended for screening women at high risk due to genetic factors or prior radiation treatment to the chest regardless of breast density. For women at normal risk, the most widely available supplemental screening options for women with dense breasts are ultrasound and tomosynthesis, also called 3D mammography. But there has been a lack of information to guide the choice to have one or the other or both. Preliminary results from the Italian multicenter ASTOUND trial of ultrasound or tomosynthesis in normal dense breasts in the March 2016 issue of Journal of Clinical Oncology help inform this decision. Even with modern treatments for breast cancer, stage at diagnosis and especially node status remain the most important prognostic factors. Across 11 randomized trials of mammography, only those that reduced the rate of advanced breast cancer and increased detection of node-negative invasive cancer produced breast cancer mortality reduction. In women with dense breasts, invasive cancers may be masked and missed on mammography. As a result, there is an excess of late-stage disease, stage 2 and 3, In women with extremely dense breasts, cancers are nearly 18 times more likely to be found due to clinical symptoms soon after a normal screening mammogram than in women with fatty breasts. Such interval cancers, diagnosed before the next routine screening exam, tend to be larger, more aggressive, and have worse prognosis than those found on screening. Thus, another measure of screening effectiveness is a low interval cancer rate, typically less than one per thousand women screened per year. Results from screening ultrasound have been reported in over 200,000 women. The vast majority of ultrasound studies have examined adding ultrasound to mammography for women with dense breasts, and the vast majority of cancers seen only on ultrasound prospectively are not evident on mammography, even in retrospect. When performed by physicians, ultrasound produces consistent increased detection of an average of four cancers per 1,000 women screened. 
Over 85% of cancers detected only on screening ultrasound are invasive and node-negative. Technologists can also be trained to perform whole-breast handheld screening ultrasound. In recently published results from the Japan Strategic Anti-Cancer Randomized Trial, or JSTART, there was a reduction in interval cancers of 0.05% versus 0.1% with a p-value of 0.034 among 32,105 women receiving supplemental ultrasound compared to 32,812 women in the control group receiving only mammography. Notably, only 57.7% of women in the JSTART had dense breasts, though results by breast density were not detailed. Compared to results from physician-performed ultrasounds, studies of technologists-performed screening ultrasounds have shown slightly lower added cancer detection, averaging 2.5 per thousand women in the first year. Several approaches to automated whole-breast ultrasound have been studied. One method uses an automated arm with standard handheld equipment and, in multicenter experience, showed detection of another 3.6 cancers per thousand women screened after mammography. Another approach uses a wide footprint transducer, typically 15 centimeter, and produces a supplemental yield of 1.9 per thousand women in a prospective multicenter experience, though 13% of women required recall for additional targeted ultrasound to complete initial screening. Results are expected to improve with incident screening. There are several barriers to implementing screening ultrasound in practice, including high rates of false positives due to ultrasound. Results from incident screening in years two and three in the American College of Radiology Imaging Network, ACRIN 6666 study, showed far fewer false positives than in the first year, and the same has been reported by the Yale Group and others in Connecticut where ultrasound screening has been performed routinely since 2009. Another barrier to implementing screening ultrasound is manpower. For handheld ultrasound, training of investigators and use of a consistent scanning protocol produced excellent results in the Akron 6666 trial, but it is impractical to expect radiologist physicians to perform screening ultrasound in the United States. While technologists are encouraged to use the same scanning and documentation protocol, standardized training is not generally available for technologists in the United States. With automated approaches, thousands of images are generated and interpretation times averaged nine minutes for a bilateral examination in one early study compared to less than half a minute for a handheld examination with standard documentation. For the patient, there's the additional barrier of out-of-pocket costs due to deductibles and copays with most insurance in most states. Digital breast tomosynthesis, which is essentially 3D mammography, is much easier to implement. Once the equipment is in place, a technologist positions the patient exactly the same as for standard mammography and simply pushes a button to obtain tomosynthesis instead of or in combination with a standard digital mammogram. While tomosynthesis produces many more images to review than standard mammography, usually one for each millimeter of breast thickness in each view, the images are quite familiar to radiologists trained in mammography interpretation. Compared to 2D mammography alone, adding 3D mammography increases cancer detection across all breast densities with an average added cancer yield of 1.3 per thousand in a large retrospective analysis. When performed together with 2D mammography, 3D mammography reduces false positive recalls as areas of overlapping normal tissue are easily recognized. When 3D mammography is added to standard digital mammography, the radiation dose is a little more than doubled. Synthetic 2D reconstructions from the projection images obtained for tomosynthesis can replace standard 2D mammography so that the radiation dose for 2D plus 3D mammography is comparable to 2D alone.
Insurance coverage for tomosynthesis is highly variable at this time. National screening coverage only includes 2D mammography under the Affordable Care Act at this time. Medicare reimbursement averages $57 for tomosynthesis. Astound is the first published prospective trial to directly compare ultrasound and tomosynthesis for adjunct screening after standard mammography in women with dense breasts. The added cancer detection yield of 7.1 per thousand with a 95% confidence interval of 4.2 to 10 for ultrasound was significantly higher than that from tomosynthesis at 4.0 per thousand with a 95% confidence interval of 1.8 to 6.2, p-value of 0.006, with only one cancer seen only on tomosynthesis. The difference in yields in favor of ultrasound is consistent with results of prior trials of each modality separately. Preliminary results from the University of Pennsylvania suggest that the cancer detection benefit from tomosynthesis is maintained each year, though further study is needed. Similar incremental cancer detection rates have been shown each year for ultrasound. Since the primary goal of screening is detection of early breast cancer, ultrasound would seem the clear choice compared to tomosynthesis. Given comparable false positive recall rates of 2% for ultrasound and 1.7% for tomosynthesis, and identical false positive biopsy rates of 0.7% in the ASTOUND trial, the estimated cost per cancer detected would be similar or more favorable for ultrasound than tomosynthesis. Ultrasound equipment is becoming much less expensive, requires no ionizing radiation, and it is very easy to guide needle biopsy of lesions seen only on ultrasound. While a recent analysis from Akron 6666 showed comparable cancer detection for ultrasound alone as for mammography alone, with more of the cancer seen on ultrasound being invasive and node negative, ultrasound is complementary to mammography and should be seen as a supplement to mammography where both are available. Based on results from Astound, tomosynthesis still misses a substantial number of invasive cancers in women with dense breasts, and supplemental ultrasound after tomosynthesis would be reasonable, though further study is warranted. For high-risk women of any breast density, supplemental screening with annual MRI has been proven to reduce late-stage disease and to produce increased metastasis-free survival. In 2016, the American Cancer Society plans to update their guideline for screening women at high risk and will include breast density and other risk factors in their systematic evidence review. Their recent guideline for average-risk women recommends women start screening at least by age 45 and by age 40 if the woman is willing to accept the risk of false positives. Preliminary results in average-risk women indicate that MRI has a much higher cancer detection rate than ultrasound or mammography of over 22 per thousand in year one and 7.5 per thousand in subsequent years, even after digital mammography and physician-performed screening ultrasound, with 93% of cancers seen on MRI node negative across all breast densities. Insurance reimbursement for screening MRI typically exceeds $1,000, which has prompted interest in a lower-cost alternative using an abbreviated protocol. In a pioneering study of FAST MRI from Kuhl and colleagues, all 11 cancers were detected by both FAST and standard MRI, and the false positive rate was nearly 15%, which was insignificantly higher than the nearly 12% rate for standard MRI among 595 women without cancer when short interval follow-up by REDS-3 cases were included among false positives. An Akron Eastern Cooperative Oncology Group multicenter trial that will prospectively evaluate abbreviated MRI is eagerly awaited.
Our knowledge of the natural history of breast cancer and results from randomized trials of mammography should inform guidelines for supplemental screening. Methods that improve detection of node-negative invasive cancer should benefit women. A reduction in interval cancers has been shown for screening ultrasound, and a reduction in late-stage disease and improved metastasis-free survival has been shown for MRI. For tomosynthesis, the benefits are likely more modest. For women with dense breasts, given the choice of ultrasound or tomosynthesis, ultrasound shows more cancers. Further validation of these results is critically needed, as is longer-term follow-up to compare incident screening results for tomosynthesis and ultrasound. This concludes this JCO podcast. Thank you for listening. For more original research, editorials, and review articles, please visit us online at jco.org. This production is copyrighted to the American Society of Clinical Oncology. Thank you for listening.